Welcome to The Holistic Entrepreneur with Holistic Nurse Practitioner, Success Coach, and Best-Selling Author, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies to achieve success on your holistic entrepreneur journey. Each show features answers to common entrepreneur challenges, along with a healthy dose of support and motivation. Now, please welcome the host of The Holistic Entrepreneur, Bonnie Gressel. Welcome, everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at The Holistic Entrepreneur. Now, today we're going to take a deeper dive into the third strategy of how to thrive in the new normal and beyond. So today we're going to expand on how to adapt your practice for the new COVID-19 era and beyond. Now, today's content can be applied to any profession, really, but I'm addressing, in particular, service providers with a specific focus on those people who are holistic practitioners. Now, you might not think of yourself as a holistic practitioner, but I believe that if you see the patient or client as a whole being, this encompasses many professions. You might be a biological dentist, a chiropractor, a physical therapist, an acupuncturist, a naturopath, a health coach, or some other type of healthcare provider. You know, things are different now and we're entering this new normal. And in order to survive and thrive and continue to serve your patients and clients, you're going to need to make some adjustments to your practice if you haven't already done so. Now, there's tremendous opportunity for those who are willing to make these changes because not everybody's going to and not everybody, sadly, is going to make it. So if you want to be there for your patients and your clients, then this is stuff you really need to pay attention to. Now, of course, before we get into our content, I always want to make sure that I take time to thank you for taking your time to be here. I know that time is our most precious asset, and so I really value that, and I want to make sure that you feel that your time was well spent when you come to the show. Now, the information that we present here is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, but I always want you to just take what fits for you and simply let go of the rest. This show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. I always want to preface every show with that little reminder for all of us. Now make sure you check out the show page and the gifts that I have for you at bonnielinks.com. It's that web page that I created to offer you special free gifts um, and especially gifts to help you through this time. There's some, some from me and some from my colleagues and you just want to check that out. And I also put the angel reading for each month at the top of the page. So that's always there in video form for you as well. And of course, you can always connect with me at bonniegressel.com or social media. At bonniegressel.com, I archive all the podcasts and have extra information about the company that my husband and I run, MB Global Solutions. So if you want to check that out, that's there for you. Now let's talk about how you can adapt your practice for your patients and clients in this new era. I'm excited to share this content with you today. Well, welcome to the last in this series about ways to thrive in the new normal and grow your practice. Today we're going to talk about adjusting your practice to the new normal. So here's what we're going to cover. We'll talk about the effective ways to communicate patient safety in this COVID-19 era. How to use automated tools to save time and increase patient safety. How to add touchless communication and digital signatures to your practice so that you can create a hybrid practice of brick and mortar with virtual services. 
So let's get going on our topic for today. First of all, I want to talk with you a little bit about relationships and communication. I think it's important to reach out to your inactive patients if you haven't already done that. You can reactivate them sometimes by simply communicating with them and showing them that you care. Sending an email, sending a card or a postcard in the USPS mail, or calling and communicating with inactive patients, you know, just showing that you care makes a big difference. It can really reactivate those inactive folks. It puts you back on the radar screen, and most importantly, it shows that you're thinking about them and you care. Let them know what you're doing about patient safety and that you're open for business if you are or what your plans are in the near future if you're, if you're one of those practices that has not opened yet. And let them know if you're available to see them, whether it's for regular visits or only on an emergency basis. You want to let them know how things will be different now that, you know, we've entered this COVID-19 era and things will probably never be the same. I know that you're making adjustments to your practice, but they don't know that. So let them know what kinds of changes they might see. Many times people don't even know if you're open, much less how things have changed. So be the one to reach out first. Your gesture will show that, that, you, that you care about them. You know, whether it's in spoken, you know, if you talk to them over the phone or you send them something in writing, in an email or snail mail, reaching out to them, I think, is important. And then effectively communicating your focus on patient safety. What has changed? I mean, this is critical right now. People need to feel comfortable and know that you're providing for their safety, not just taking care of their healthcare needs. Research shows that about 50% of the population today is still really nervous about getting COVID and they're anxious. And true, it's, there's pent up demand right now. So once your doors are open, you may have a floodgate of people who've been waiting for their appointments. But in order to keep that stream of patients going and to keep your schedule full, you also need to reach out to those people who are fearful. And so let them know what you're doing about it. This can be done through email, on your website, in social media, a paper that sits on your reception desk for when they check in, of a video. I mean, it can be done in a multiple of ways. And I would suggest that you do it in a multiple of ways because you'll reach the most people that way. Doing a welcome video and conveying that you're on top of things is a great way to engage with them and to provide the information at the same time. And then support and nurture your current patient database. Don't forget about them, right? You reach out to the inactives, but your active patient database, those are your loyal patients. Follow up with them with consistent communication, like a newsletter or a podcast or a blog. You don't want to be out of sight, out of mind. Let them know that you care about them. Remember the Teddy Roosevelt saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think that's really true, especially in today's times where there's so much uncertainty, anxiety, and fear. Let them know that they are in your thoughts and that they're special. They are your loyal patients. They're like family. Benefit from having a blog. And you can repurpose that blog from FAQs. I mean, people ask you the same questions probably over and over and over again. And you give the same answers over and over and over again. That's great content for a blog. So you can turn handouts and 
other things that you have in the office into blogs, which then can be turned into podcasts or video and create a monthly newsletter. I mean, it's endless. We'll talk a little bit more about repurposing today as well, but there's just so much that you can sort of repurpose and regurgitate and maybe change it a little bit, maybe not, maybe just a different format, but you don't have to create everything new from scratch. And then add new context to your email list with a sign-up option on your website. It's something that you give them a value in exchange for their contact information. Sometimes that's called a lead magnet. So what can you think of that your ideal patients and clients would find helpful? Think about the questions that you're answering all the time. Maybe it's related to that. Once you have their contact information, then you can nurture the relationship. You'll probably have their email. And if you ask for a phone number, you'll have that too. Some people ask for a phone number as well, and then you can text or call or whatever. But communicate with them. Let them know that you're thinking about them. Let them know that you care about them. That really grows that know, like, and trust factor for you. Now, this is easy to create. It would really be helpful for your patients to know something between appointments, maybe. Maybe there's something that you want them to always be doing when they're not in your office to keep them healthy. Share that information. I mean, what are some tips or ideas that they can do, easily do, to keep them as healthy as possible? Now, your unique marketing team is really your patients. So encourage your current patients to leave reviews. Your current patients and clients can be your own marketing team, but you have to make it easy for them. There are tools that you can use. People can leave a voice review on your website, or you can ask them to leave a review on Google, um, but always ask for an honest review and thank them when they do. Maybe when they come in the next time or send them a little thank you card or something that lets them know that you saw their comment. And if it's out on you know, Google or Facebook or something, reply to that. Make sure that you comment back and thank them for, you, for it online so that everyone can see that. It's really good to interact with people at this level. And it doesn't really matter if the review is good or not, because you're thanking them for taking their time. And time is our most precious asset. Now, if their review was negative in any way, acknowledge that. Learn from it. You also might want to reach out to them. You know, the person who left the review, if, if their name is attached or their contact information is there. Perhaps you can make it right somehow or let them know how their comment helped you to improve something and then thank them for it. Make it easy for your current patients to refer you. And this is another thing that's easy to do. We just don't often ask about it. But make it easy for them. Maybe supplying them with a card or, you know, with the information, with the link, with something that they can just hand to somebody else or pass on through email to somebody else. Simply asking is sometimes all you need to do, but give them a reason to refer you. Again, this goes back to what makes you special. What is your differentiating factor? So creating a little, a little something, whether it's on a postcard or an email or something digital or whatever, something easy that they can share, that they can just forward or give to somebody. And then ask people to share your content and information. Again, oftentimes we just don't ask. You know, so say you post something on social media, asking people to share is a really good thing to do because people just don't think of it. So just reminding them is, is helpful. 
and then comment and interact tag people acknowledge them respond to all of your reviews on facebook google or wherever the review review or comment is even if it's something negative like i said before learn from it share how it's helped you to become even better and thank them for the, their review for their feedback because really that's all a review is is feedback and show them that you're all on the same team working toward the same goal which is their health and well-being and be selective if you're going to run ads as an example show your ads to specific ideal potential patients you want more of these people more of these people who will be your unique marketing team right so you want to reach more of them now i'm a firm believer that the best way to attract a, a long-term relationship with people is through organic traffic and you're providing valuable content um, engaging with your audience things like a a regular blog or a regular podcast or, or video, whatever. I believe all entrepreneurs can benefit from content marketing. Now, if you want leads and new potential patients fast, then paid advertising is probably the way to go. Now, I encourage you, though, to be selective and targeted. You don't just want anyone as a new patient or client. You want more of those ideal patients who then become lifetime patients and refer you to other people. You know, you know who I mean, right? You love seeing their name in the schedule. It puts a smile on your face. You know, your objective is to obtain qualified leads that turn into long-term relationships with patients and clients that you love, that you love working with. And then organic traffic works hands down to, for the long haul. So I usually encourage people to do both. You know, by becoming credible and authoritative source on topics, topics that matter to your potential patients you become the expert and your business is more likely to be discovered by the right audience and learn earn their royal loyalty and trust which in turn allows you to strengthen your brand and your relationships with people so organic traffic is really i think long term the best strategy but like i said if you want people fast and names and emails so that you can contact them quickly then paid advertising is is a good thing to add but you know you're gonna get the most benefit from doing both and then learn the art of repurposing this is huge I I think you can repurpose anything I mean you have all this content you don't have to create new content all the time repurpose what you already have into multiple formats you know text and audio and video because remember people perceive information in different ways so you reach the most people by putting the same content basically in different formats so start with you what you already have and then repurpose it into new content i'm sure that you have a gold mine of content that you don't even realize you have it's those questions you get asked all the time it's the common conversations you're always having with your patients and your staff for that matter interacting with your patients gives you insight into what they want to know right and so that helps you to create the content that would be the most beneficial. Remember, people look in different places. People have different preferences. So the more you get the same basic stuff out there, the better it is. So change it up a bit. You know, publish it in a different place or a format. Now, here's a little techie tip. If you do a video recording of yourself on Zoom, as an example, which is a free software, it will create both an audio and a video file automatically 
at the same time. So there you have two pieces of content right there without doing anything extra. Just download both the audio and the video and put them in the appropriate places. FAQs and patient handouts can become blogs, social media posts, handouts can become ebooks or even an online course. There's so many things that you can do with the content that you already have. And then make your blog work over time. If you have a blog, and if you don't, I would encourage you to think about having one. But if you have a blog, you can repurpose, you know, FAQs and handouts into blogs if you're looking for content. But there's such great benefit in having a blog that we've talked about lots of times throughout this training series, videos and podcasts and creating monthly newsletters with that same content. You start with that blog or that, that beginning piece of information and make it into all kinds of other things. By the end of the year, you could also do, I've done this before, a best of. So you could take the best tips, the best things from the blogs that you've written throughout the year and do a summary for the year, a 2020 summary or a recap of the year. And then you can post that to your website, to social media, put it in another newsletter, share it with other people's social media. You know, if you're in um, on other groups, sharing it there as well. And then feature blog excerpts in your newsletter and social media. Post this content. If you have a blog, post it in various places. Now, one little tip here. Don't post exactly the same blog in two different websites because search engines such as Google will see that as spam and that you're like gaming the system. So make sure you tweak it a little bit if you're going to do the same thing or just share an excerpt with a link to the entire thing that's on your website. That's fine. Just don't have this exact same thing, the whole thing in two different places. You can make some changes to a blog and post it, you know, again as well. Um, maybe there's an update. You know, people update books and, and, you know, magazine articles and things all the time. You can do the same thing with your blog. What I would do as a suggestion is if you do that, to highlight a different keyword, you know, so that it's really being picked up in a different way. Again, it gets you the most exposure. And then share curated content. Not all of your content has to be originally yours. Using content from other sources is perfectly fine. Just make sure that you credit them. This is called curated content. Now, this also adds a credibility lift to you because it shows people that you're up on the current information. If you use content from a training you know, seminar or something that you've attended, while it's still nice to give credit, verbal information at a conference is not copyright protected, just so that you know that. So what you hear is your interpretation and understanding of the content, and that part is yours. So copyright does not protect ideas, concepts, systems, or methods of doing something. It protects intellectual property, um, like authors, literary, um, dr drama, music, artistic, poetry, novels, all that sort of stuff, but not the ideas that are shared at a workshop or a conference or convention that you were attending. So it's still nice to give, you know, uh, credit. And it also maybe adds to your credibility because it shows you went to this conference, but that part of it is not copyright protected, just so that you know that. And then add virtual options for people. Creating virtual options is key in this time in our lives for a number of reasons. I mean, it's ease, it's convenience, it's safety. So create online forms and touchless signatures. 
Think current times. Think safety concerns. Going paperless with the least the routine forms that you have, at least those. Allowing electronic signatures provides for safety, efficiency, automation. There's less paper to recycle and shred. You save some trees. There are so many benefits. There's really not a reason to, do, to not do this. There really isn't a reason not to do it. Now, there are several options to provide um, forms and such with HIPAA-compliant securities. Um, and, you know, HIPAA is also changing a little bit post-COVID-19. I think they're finding that they need to make some, some changes based on what reality is today. But there are all kinds of software options and forms that provide for HIPAA compliance. So if that's something you're concerned about, there's a way to do it. And then offer automated scheduling. This has mostly to do with ease. Make it easy for your patients. You know, a lot of people don't want to have to wait till the office is open. They make themselves a note so that they try to remember to call and life gets in the way and they forget. So find, if they can make an appointment right on your computer, on, you know, on, on their computer, on your website, it makes it so much easier for them. They can find a time that you're available um, on your website. They can schedule an appointment or at least request to schedule an appointment. You can also do this in your Facebook page. There's a way to take appointments there as well. There are ways to deal with privacy issues when doing this online, and more and more services are beginning to put those in place now. But if they're just making an appointment, there's no you know, health information that's shared, then really HIPAA issues aren't a concern. And then offer options for virtual consultations. You know, things like counseling and teaching. You know, given people's fears, not to mention time savings for both of you and your patients, Incorporating virtual services for things like triage, emergency issues, you know, to see if it's a true emergency or if it can wait. Um, consults without the true final diagnosis are really the way of the future. Now, this isn't meant to diagnose, but in any type of an intake, there's a lot of history taking and evaluation, which you don't even have to touch the patient, right? So I would say those things can easily be done online with, within HIPAA guidelines, depending on what you know, system or software you use. There are tons of them out there that you can integrate with your patient. Maybe you can integrate it with your current patient management system. And then later, they can book, be booked for a one-on-one -on -one office visit for a more thorough evaluation where you do have to touch the person or do an exam of some type. Certainly things like follow-up care, teaching, test results, all of those things can be accomplished online or even on the phone. You know, people often ask me about older people and are they able to do this? Well, the truth of the matter is most people, even my 80-year-old parents, have a smartphone or a tablet that they can do this on. So it isn't the number of people who can't do it isn't as big as you would think. But this is really just an option. They can still do it the regular way, but having this as an option for people I think is really important and will help to set you apart because not everybody's doing this right now. So be one of the first. Offering this option to me, I think is necessary, in my opinion. And then offer the ability to pay online. Many clinics have already started doing this, but again, it's a touchless system. It reduces risk. You're not handing money or a check or a debit card or whatever 
you know, between two people. You can do this online. It increases safety and less patient anxiety, especially for those who are a little anxious about the whole, you know, COVID and pandemic issue to begin with. And, you know, if elderly parent, you know, patients can't, there might be some exceptions, but offering this as an option, I think is good. And most people have smartphones, like I said, and it makes it easy. So I hope that was helpful for you. You know, we've been through four sections um, of this training. And I hope that, you know, if you have questions, certainly reach out to us. We've set aside time for you. I mean, every practice is different. So we've set aside time in our schedule to work with you personally at no charge, to answer your questions, to create that blueprint for your practice so that you can move forward and thrive in the new COVID-19 era and beyond. And you might ask, why are we doing this? Well, we've been there. We've been where you are more than once. And our goal is to help you reach the most people with your efforts to create a healthier population. We want to pay it forward, like I said, so you can consistently fill your practice and your schedule. I hope that was helpful for you. And I, I just wish you all the success in the world. People need what you do. And no one in the whole world does what you do exactly the way you do it. So people need you. Well, thank you for joining me here at the Holistic Entrepreneur Show today. If you would like to learn how you can be a sought-after guest on popular podcasts, how to produce your own show, or even how to use content marketing to grow your business, go to bonnielinks.com and check out the offers that I have for you there. BonnieLinks.com, B-O-N-N-I-E-L-I-N-K-S.com is also where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, The Holistic Entrepreneur Update. It comes straight to your email with an update from me and all of the links to the last month's shows, just in case you missed anything. Now, this newsletter also gives you access to the show's guest gift page, where you can access all the great gifts from my guests over the years. And don't forget to subscribe to The Holistic Entrepreneur on your favorite podcast directory so that you'll automatically receive the newest episode when it's released. The Holistic Entrepreneur is brought to you by M&B Global Solutions.